Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by A Wrestling Historian. Follow A Wrestling Historian on Instagram for your latest dose of pro wrestling history. Follow A Wrestling Historian on Instagram today. Follow A Wrestling Historian on Instagram today. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Hey, Johnny. Cool, man. What's going on? We ready to go or what? Okay. Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I'm your host, JP John Paz, for the latest podcast. Today, the guest, of course, is the former WWF head writer, the former WCW head writer, the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. He is Mr. Vince Russo. Vince, welcome in. How you doing? What is going on, John? John, it sounds like you got a bit of a cold. You got a cold there, bro? Yeah, the, the weather here in Jersey, hot and cold and hot, so something's going on uh, with the voice here. Yeah, yeah, sure. that always kills you, man, when it goes back and forth like that. I, I always get caught with that as well man yep so just something interesting that a uh, few people have brought up to me that they wanted me to ask you about and it was that you did some announcing for wwf why how i know shotgun saturday night obviously was was a part of it but how did that come about why were you an announcer what were you doing announcing for because they at that time bro like bro the wwe was so hot at that time like Everybody wanted to be in business with us. I mean, everybody wanted to be in business with us. And there was a uh, uh, there was a a show that was just based in New York. You only got it in New York. So, you know, you know, when I was doing the Vic Venom gimmick and all that stuff, you know, and you know, just being a New Yorker. Uh, they thought that I would be good for that show. I, bro, I knew nothing about commentating, play by play, like nothing at all. And, and bro, like I'll, I'll be honest with you, like I don't even, bro. People send me stuff, and I'm like, I don't even remember doing it. So, like, people have been sending me some of these things, and and uh, yeah, man, I I did it. <laughs> you know, I don't remember what I did specifically, but I do remember I had a I had a I had a good time doing it. 
yeah, it's just funny looking back. It's like, wow, you know, all these different commentators. It's like, wow, Russo's popping up as a commentator for yeah. Shotgun Saturday Night. Yeah, did you I, have I, any you know experience? What? I had no experience. radio. Uh, nothing. Oh well, yeah, just just doing my 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 vicious Vincent's world of wrestling. But see, bro, like I swear to God, like something like that, I would probably be open to and interested in like doing something like that. You know, like e- even before you know, I, you know, writing or being an on-air character or anything like that, man, because I listen, I think I know how to get people over. I, th- I think I know how to tell stories. Um, and uh, yeah, bro, that, 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 that was fun, man. I enjoyed doing that. What'd you think about shotgun Saturday night? I mean, it didn't I, really, I hated draw. it. Bro. Can I tell you why I hated it, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so brutal, John, and you will appreciate this. You know, bro, you got to understand, at the time, you know, I got my wife. I got I got three young kids, okay? I, I'm working my ass off Monday through Friday, okay? Bro, then Saturday comes, and now I got to drive from the island into the city. And now I got to do that shotgun Saturday night and then drive home after it, bro. And, oh, my God, I just I absolutely, absolutely hated that experience. Thank God, man, uh, it did not last that long. That that is brutal. Just the traffic and brutal, bro. Brutal, man. The, la- the last place you want to you want to head from Long Island is into Manhattan yeah. on a Saturday night. That's the last place you want to be. What do you think about the actual show? Like commentating yeah. on the actual show? Did you like the actual the way the show was done? No, no, not at all. I I I liked commentating on the show, but I I I you know I mean I just asked myself many times like what why are we doing this you know? But you know, listen, bro, that's the one thing with the WWE, and it's never changed. Bro, it's always the money grab. And, you know, let, let's face it, John, like if we're going to be honest, they completely 100% bastardized Raw by going to three hours. They 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 took the money that USA was, needing, was offering. And, bro, come on, let's face it. Did they really need the money for that third hour? Probably not. But they took the money and then they completely – bastardize that show from going to, from two to three hours. And, and, and I'm hearing there's some uh, talk of doing that with SmackDown now. And, and, and the reality, I think now we can all agree. They definitely don't need the money. Now we, we know how much money this company is making, but I mean, bro, if I were me, I would never put, I would never put money before, the the quality of my product i never would do that so with shotgun though were you booking at all or no who the heck was booking shotgun saturday night uh bruce that was pretty much when it was bruce pat uh i I don't know if pat had retired by then if pat had retired by then it was pretty much bruce jim Cornette. they would do the show together and then they would get together with vince Seems like your kind of show, though. You know what I mean? Just like kind of Wild West and, and cursing. Yeah, well, well, and- well, 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 that's definitely like, you know, the direction we were heading in. But I, I did not write those shows. So even though you're on commentating, you have nothing to do with creative for that no, show? No, not at all. Wow, interesting. I yeah. figured that would be right up your alley, though. Yeah, that's no, yeah, no, it is. I, I mean, it is. But I, I, I wasn't in that spot yet, bro. I, I, I wasn't in that spot until I, I think what happened, uh, John, because I can't remember everything. I think what happened was J.J. Dillon went to WCW, and I think that opened up the talent relations spot, and Bruce really, really, really wanted that spot. So when Bruce went into talent relations, that's when that creative spot opened up, and that's when Vince put me in that spot. And obviously, uh, Bruce not as good as Jr. to talent relations. Jr. No, was, uh, bro, was I, I don't know, John. I swear, um, I don't know what happened there, but he was in and out. I, I, I mean, something happened. I know, bro. Bruce was so excited about the job; it's what he wanted. Something happened, bro. I have no idea what, but he was in and out of that spot. Now. 
today and, and what's going on with wrestling. We'll go real quick before we talk about the, the pay-per-view, but I just was wondering what you thought about NXT 300,000 uh, K victory over AEW. I know it's they're not huge numbers, and I was just talking to a couple of guys, and they were like laughing, like, "What was the lowest rated RAW?" And I was like, "I think, yeah, it was, I, you know, I mean, before bro, recent times was like two points up, two point, yeah, whatever." I mean, John, that's the ridiculousness it. of this. We, we, John, I'll never forget. You know, Kevin Dunn, of course, right? Yeah, of course, yeah, bro. I'll never forget the first time, man. We're we're at a, um, I think we're I think we're on a smack. We're at a smack recording SmackDown on Tuesday or something, but the RAW numbers just came in. And like Vince and I had not gotten the raw numbers. And I'll never forget, bro, Kevin Dunn, who had been there forever, whose father was there. He walked up to me and Vince and he said, I never thought I'd see the day where professional wrestling was doing 10 million viewers on a Monday night. So, bro, when we're looking at 10 million and 1.5, like... Oh, my God. Like, are we really going to have this conversation? But here's my takeaway, John. <laughs> Bro, listen, John, can we agree on this? Does Raw absolutely suck? Uh, I don't know. It's been better to me, but it's it's not great. I like SmackDown a lot better. Bro, here's my point. We saw the effort that they put into that NXT show. We right. saw it, bro. Why yep. can't they do that every week? That, that it, it, it's it's that's my question. I saw the effort you guys put in with Cena and Knight and and the Undertaker and everything you did. Why can't you do that every Monday night? Uh, th th that's that's my issue, bro. So you you showed that you're capable of doing it. Why aren't you doing this every Monday night? And is it laziness? Do they not want to do it? Do they want to kind of like waste some time before they? Before they it, it, it's a, it's a couple of it's a couple of things, John. They're making so much money, they don't need to do it. So it's 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 the combination of to me laziness and there's no need for urgency. And bro, let, let's face it, man, the audience that they have, they know that audience is going to watch anything. So it 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 really it really doesn't matter but like the thing that mattered with me was like forget all that forget everything that I just said bro I I I wanted to leave that building on Monday night knowing I did the best job I possibly could that that that's all I wanted to know whether people liked the show or didn't like the show I always wanted to make sure like I left nothing on the table. So like, I don't know how they put on those shows. And then, you know, you, you, you can't sit there, bro. And tell me that's the best you can do. You just can't. It did feel like NXT. I mean, they put a lot of effort in that make, they were, you know, making sure that they beat AEW, they beat AEW still didn't do a million people, but I mean, right. they, they beat them by a significant amount, but they did right. put, uh, you know, Cody and undertaker, Oscar, Cena, Becky. I mean, everybody was on the show. Right, right. They put effort into it, but on Monday yeah. night, bro, they're 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 sleepwalking through that entire show. Now, as far as the pay per view we're covering today, fully loaded, nineteen ninety eight. Obviously, this is you know in in the midst of the Russo writing era, right? I mean, this is like you're oh, you're yeah. the head, you're the head guy. Is yeah. Ed here yet, or are you just doing this by yourself so far? Oh my God, bro! So July nineteen ninety eight, headed what's into the, what's what's the main event? Austin and the Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind. Man, I know Ed came first to a pay-per-view, and I'm pretty sure it was a match between Taker and Kane. I I I I, I don't know, bro. I I I don't. I'm I'm horrible with dates. I don't know if Ed's right with me yet. Now. When Ed comes in, easier for you, harder for you, smoother oh, no. for you. See, bro, that that that's the difference between me and everybody else, bro. Like the and and that's why it's such bullshit, bro. Because here's the difference. Um the 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 we were really on a roll, okay? And it was just me and Vince. That's it. And you know, Vince said to me, Vince, I can't 
I can't be working on this show anymore. I, I don't have time. There's too much going on in the company. We need to find you somebody to write with. And I was like, absolutely. I had no problem with that whatsoever. So Ed was recommended, bro, through the USA Network and Bonnie Hammer because he had worked on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Weird Science. So I knew, bro, Ed was an established writer. So I looked at that, bro, as an opportunity for me to grow. This is somebody that can really teach me television writing, man. He's done it. This would be a great opportunity. Bro, if this were anybody else, if this were anybody else in creative, Heyman, Pritchard, anybody else, and Vince wanted to bring in a, a professional writer, they would have done everything in their power to bury this guy because they would have been afraid of their spots. That's how it works. But for me, oh, my God, bro, if I can work with a television writer. So Ed came to a pay-per-view. And I remember, bro, like I said, there was a match, I think, between Taker and Kane. And Ed suggested something to me that Kane do in that match. And it was freaking great. And I knew, like, right then and there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We we need to bring this guy aboard. And, and the great thing about the chemistry, um, John, was like, I, I really am a big picture, blank page type of guy. Like, I will get you started by just machine gunning 100 ideas at you. Ed is the meticulous Dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure everything makes sense. So that's why I think the combination of the two of us, you know, was was so successful because we really complimented each other. But, bro, if if anybody else were in my spot, Ed Ferrara would have never in a million years been hired, ever been hired in that company. So you welcomed him in, obviously. You said others others would not have. Yet. Absolutely not. I got to be honest. I took a few uh, writing courses with Ed, or a few writing classes with Ed. Man, he's a great teacher. He knows great, like bro. the ins and outs of writing. I yes. know people might not believe that. And obviously, he's a teacher, or was a teacher at Full Sail University at yes. writing and, and yes. So, I mean, and he and knows who would who who wouldn't who wouldn't want to learn from a guy like that? Like I said, bro, I, I knew. I was going to learn television writing, and Ed taught me television. Vince didn't know television writing. Bro, those guys formatted a show. Okay, this is the first match. Then we're going to go to an interview. Then they didn't, they're not TV writers, but I knew I could get that from Ed, and he he was a great freaking teacher, bro. Is that the guy who's teaching you, like, let's hook him, let's leave him, you know, you know, just go to commercial break a certain way. See the guy that kind of taught you that, that aspect of, he, he, re- he really taught me like the details, bro. The, 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 the details, like I, I knew bro, because we were competing with nitro. I knew we can't give him an opportunity to change the channel. No matter what we can't give him the opportunity. So, you know, with that being the mindset, you know, Ed really helped with the structure and how to do that. And, bro, I'll tell you who the MVP was as we talk about these shows during that period. Bro, you know, on Russo'sBrand.com, every two weeks I review an Attitude Era show. Bro, freaking JR, he will not let you go to that other channel. Oh, my God, bro. He was constantly telling stories, retelling stories. Austin's in the back, and he's pissed off. The Rock is on his way to the building. Oh, my God. DX is on the way to to attack WCW. When you listen to the shows, JR blows me away. And I'm telling you, bro, 
He was a big, big reason why the people weren't flipping channels and going back to WCW. That's the thing, too. Like, when you're writing, do you think, like, oh, they're going to be on commercial break here? Or you don't even think about that? No, not at all. Not at all. I I have no idea when their commercial breaks are, when halftime is of Monday Night Football. Not at all. We're just concentrating on keeping them glued to our show. That's it. Because before you were writing, I remember Bischoff would talk about when they first started Nitro. Like, Raw was like the same pattern of commercials. So he's like, well, we'll just stay on here because they're going to be in commercial and they won't, you know, they won't want to flip over because they're on commercial. So just like stuff like that. But you guys wouldn't even think about it. You're only no, we, on we never stuff. even looked at that with us, bro. It was all about flow, just the, the, the flow of the show. That's what it was all about. When you like writing the show, are you saying like, oh, right before commercial, let's give them a tease oh absolutely absolutely bro you're you're going into every commercial break you know now now bro you gotta know you gotta know we're going into commercial break they're gonna go over to nitro right but the trick was we had to make them keep coming back to see if we were back because of something that happened before we went to break that's why i say it all the time bro there's an art to writing a television show And, you know, like when, you know, a a Tony Khan walks in and he talks about, oh, I was booking an E-Fed when I was five. Bro, that's not writing a television show. That's booking a wrestling card. It's two completely different animals, bro. I think every fan used to do that. I remember I, remember I used to write in my notebook, like, oh, what if Vader fought Hogan? You know what I mean? It's like, right, right, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And obviously, uh, He's been uh, crazy lately, tweeting all this. Well, he's losing his mind. That 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 guy needs to get in the back seat, bro. Like literally, he needs to he needs to freaking chill out, man, and get in the back, bro. It's he 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 he's killing his own company, bro. Listen, man, I I worked with Dixie, and um, you know, Dixie made a lot of mistakes, bro. We we all make a lot of mistakes. But she didn't. She didn't make near the amount of mistakes this guy's making. Man, he's he's too much, bro. He's he he's really he's really getting to be overbearing, man. Bro, you saw. I, I don't know if you saw, John. You should go back and watch this. On the um, he he just did that a a a a Don Labarge Libertard. Bro, they're making fun of him, like right in front of his face, and he doesn't even know it. He can't even see it. Bro, they did that birthday bash celebration, right? Yeah. Bro, that was a rip on him. They're all behind. Mark Henry's going hysterical. Jeff Jarrett, they're whispering in each other's ears. It was a rip. The guy doesn't even know it. He's like oblivious to what's going on. And and I did a whole uh, I did a whole live stream yesterday. Bro, get take a back seat, man. Take a back seat. Put the talent in the forefront. Put a talent on the Dan Lepetard show. You know, the, the guy is on Busted Open every week. That should be a talent spot. He should not be sitting there in on the scrum with every interview. My God, bro, like literally get over yourself, man. You got to start putting the talent, you know, uh, you know, in the forefront of everything, not yourself. He bro, he he really is hurting his business. All right. Let's talk about WWF fully loaded 1998 in your house, which was July 26, 1998, Fresno, California at the Selland Arena. The attendance 9,855. The pay-per-view buy rate 305,000 um, going head to head with Bash of the Beach uh, 1998, which did 600,000. So uh, <laughs> 900,000 people ordering uh, pay-per-views that month. So yeah. a pretty insane uh, number there. Yeah, compared um, to 1.5 watching it yeah. for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's nuts to think about ni- 1998 and how much money uh, yeah. you guys were rolling in there. But the interesting part is, okay, so the, the, the T is like we mentioned, the main event is Austin Undertaker versus Kane and Mankind. Kane and Mankind beat the Outlaws for the tag title, so now the match is for the tag team championship. Vince is teasing with, with his crew, with the, the Stooges, that Undertaker and Austin can't be on the same page. Undertaker might not even show up, but hey, 
If he doesn't show up, guess who you have as a tag team partner, Austin? The Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's great. For, that's tremendous. For some reason, I can remember that like 25 yeah. years later, just the way he says that it, too. It's so funny. It's like, yeah. wait a second. The Brooklyn Brawler. Like, what? <laughs> that's going to be his tag partner? What? That is great. That's great, man. Yeah. Do you remember like why that was just, just like to pop the boys or just to make a laugh or just to make it seem like Austin was screwed? Both. Both. Uh, bro. Both. Did Brawler ever think like, oh, real? I'm in the main no. event? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all, bro. That Yeah, that's great, man. That's funny. That's one of those things at that point, like in 98, Vince was like on fire. Remember it, it Survivor oh, Series oh, with yeah. Dwayne Gill? He pumped it up like it was somebody great. The guy yeah. left me for WCW at one yeah. point. Like, and he's like, Dwayne Gill. And everyone's like, Dwayne Gill. Like, I don't know, just a funny little comedy bro, stuff. I swear, one, one, one thing I really enjoy, John, about um, watching these Attitude Era shows the thing I really enjoy is, bro, Vince is having a blast. He he is having such a good time doing this. And th- th- that, that really puts a smile on my face. He was so into the moment, like, of everything he was doing, bro. And then there were those special times. Uh, there were those special times, uh, John, when him and, him and Austin would always try to pop each other. Right. Like I just finished watching one scene where Austin's in the ring. It's at the end of the show and, and Vince is dancing to dude loves music. Austin cannot keep a straight face. And Austin's thing was, bro, he always, when he would be cutting these promos on Vince, he would always call Vince like hot shot. <laughs> hot shot. He popped himself by hey, what? Well, yeah, what are you doing over there? Hot shot. Like he would pop himself. But bro, when you look at those shows and they would constantly be trying to pop each other, that told me that man, these guys were having such a good time. And and that that's what really makes me happy. You know what I mean? That stupid dude love dance where he does that oh, thing yeah. where he yeah. goes like this or whatever <laughs> with his legs. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's great, bro. It they cut to Austin. It's like a little smile on his face. Obviously, yeah. not supposed to be smiling because dude love and all and Vince just screwed him over. But oh, yeah. so great. Yeah. yeah, that was good. So the first match here <clears> is going to be Val Venus versus Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee and Southern Justice. Southern Justice sent to the back, so it's going to be a fair fight here. Val Venus gets the victory over Jeff Jarrett, 7 minutes, 45 seconds. Kind of a little bit of a, not screwy finish, but uh, Jarrett hits the ref. Val Venus rolls him up and covers him. So kind of kept Jarrett strong uh, in the loss here. Yeah. You know, bro, a couple of things. Like, I, I get so... I, I I get so upset, bro. And 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 you you guys are seeing my work, okay? Southern Justice is getting sent to the back, okay? Did you watch Raw this week? Yeah. Okay, so we got Drew McIntyre against uh, J.D. McDonough. Yep. Why is Dominic allowed to stay ringside, bro? Like th- 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 these these are the issues that I have. Like, okay, and, and like, first of all, the referees letting him stay ringside. It's not his match. He has no business being ringside. I guess Drew McIntyre has no problem with him being ringside. But when I watch these Attitude Era shows, bro, we sent people to the back. Slaughter would come out and send people to the back. Now, bro, they're allowed out there. Nobody says something. They interfere in the match. They're allowed out there the next week. Bro, I I swear to God, there was a string of like eight shows in a row where Rhea Ripley was uh, interfering on the outside. And I'm just like, at what point does the referee not allow her out here? So, yeah, bro, they're sent to the back. So it's a one-on-one. And, bro, this is a good safe finish because Val Venus is a baby face, but he really is a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's only a baby face, bro, because the fans are cheering for him. He really is a slutty, grimy, dirty porn star. So for him to take a win like this, bro, that makes all the sense in the world. Did you like the Val Venus character? And did you create that character? Oh, yeah, bro. Because, bro, like, you know, JR had told me, you know, Vince, we got this kid, Sean Morley. 
and he's ready. So when JR told me that, bro, now I had to get together with the talent. And I had to really figure out um, what the character is going to be. So, bro, when I started hanging with Sean a little bit, bro, when it came to politics, this guy was brilliant. And, and I'm listening to him talk, and I'm like, bro, I am not on his level intellectually, and I will never be able to write a political character for this guy because it's just not in my wheelhouse. I'm not going right. to be able to do it. But I remember, bro, just looking at him and looking at him, and I'm like, my God, bro, at the end of the day, this guy looks like a sleazy porn star. So I, I, I went into Vince first, and I said, Vince, I got to tell you, I've been spending a lot of time with Sean Morley. Bro, this is all I'm seeing. This guy, is, and I had the name Val Venus and the whole thing right then and there, bro. Vince called him on the phone and said, Sean, you're not going to believe this, but this is what we're thinking. And, bro, he, he played that character to a T, man, on, to a T. He was quite good and quite over. Yeah, you know, very. As far over. as like, not like Austin level, but I mean, he was right. very uh, high, high up oh, there. Oh yeah, over absolutely. As far as over the crowd. Absolutely, yep. So this is like your brainchild. Does he come up with the hello ladies and the big Valpolsky and that stuff, or is that you as well? Yeah, I, 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 I was writing his promos because you know, I mean, obviously, he had a promo before every match. I was writing his promos, but this isn't where. Okay, bro, you got to say every word here. This is it. Right. He injected his creativity into what I wrote, so I would say it was very, very much a team effort. Val Venus, one of those guys like Attitude Era, like when you say like the Godfather, those guys, Goldust, like those guys stick out yeah. from the Attitude yeah. Era. Sable. I don't know if, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if like Val Venus plays necessarily in a different era. You know what I mean? It's got to be Attitude Era. He's playing yeah. the male. Yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with that. So the next matchup, D'Lo Brown with the Godfather versus X-Pac with China. D'Lo Brown gets the victory in about eight minutes and 30 seconds here. D'Lo kind of a little bit of a, a cheating to win, uh, a little bit of help from, from the Godfather. Then he hits the sky high and gets the pinfall victory. What are you thinking about with uh, D'Lo at this point? I mean, he was never in main event level, but he was always upper mid card, you know, getting yeah. into oh, Xbox is pretty big. Yeah, you know, Dutch Mantel, you know, I always, I always got to give credit for Dutch. When you have a guy like D'Lo, Dutch would say he's a good little hand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Dino Dilo was a pro, bro. He was a pro through and through. He, you know, he knew what his role was. Um, and he always, 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 bro, performed at the top of his game. He was a joy to work with in the back. Um, to this day, I mean, I remain friends with D'Lo. And, uh, man, you you need the D'Lo Browns, bro. You know, like, you know, you need the Savio Vegas. And you, you need those guys, bro. And D'Lo played such an important role, bro. X-Pac, any um, significance to the loss here? It doesn't hurt him, you don't think? No, I don't think it hurts him at all. And I think I think the draw and the attraction was, uh, what, it was a one-on-one -on -one match? Yes. Oh, okay, I thought you said it was. A nah, bro, I, at, at that point, because I'm watching that now when X-Pac first came over. He, 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 he was so over, bro. As long as the finish is right, you're not going to hurt X-Pac. 
Godfather did, you know, did cheat a little bit. China tried to, uh, you know, thwart it, but he did, he did cheat. So the interesting you know, thing to kinda... me, the the interesting thing to me, bro, is, you know, you look back at that now, and China's, you know, in a serious relationship with Triple H, and now, you know, she goes out here with X Pac, and who would have known that that would have turned into a serious relationship? So it's really. Man, when you when you look at the pieces and then what happened, it's just really, really interesting. True, very true. The the backstage, uh, you know, happenings there with, yeah. with these guys. Yeah. The next matchup: Farouk and Scorpio, aka Two Cold Scorpio, defeated Justin Hawk Bradshaw and Terry Funk in six minutes and forty nine seconds. Just I don't know, nothing really here. It, it almost felt like. They all four of these guys didn't have much going on. Yeah, here, this right? is definitely filler, bro. This this is just definitely a filler match, but it's a filler match with guys that you know are going to have a great match. You you know these four individuals. Look at the guys you just you just named. These four individuals are going to have a good match. Scorpio gets the win over Funk. Any sort of push in line for Scorpio? Any thought of that yeah. or no? I I I don't think so, bro. When when we talk about a lot of these guys today, John, bro, they they would be at the top of the card today. Like Scorpio was a star, you know, like D'Lo was a star, but the problem was, look who was in front of them. I mean, my God, bro, you know, you had Taker, you had Kane, you had Rock, you had Austin, you had Mick, you had Triple H with DX. Like there, there were so much on that A-level that, you know, these guys were going to have a ceiling. Bro, today these guys would be main eventing. After the match, Bradshaw beats up Funk because Funk took the loss and even, the you know, hits uh, Farouk and Scorpio for good measure. So I guess at least he gets a little bit of his heat back, I guess. Is that the thought here, just to keep Bradshaw strong at least? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would think so. And, bro, they, they were always – um. They were always very, very, very high on Bradshaw because he was kind of like in with the right people, you know, like the 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 right people liked him. So they 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 were always looking out for him. And look, you can go all the way up to 2023. They still look out out for the guy today. This next match, I hate it at the time. Hate hate reading as well. But Mark Henry defeats Vader in a singles match in five minutes. Kind of just squashing Vader here and kind of writing him off against a very green, not very good at this point, Mark Henry. What's going on here? You know, again, bro, when it when it's something like this, it's it's I I I I was man, I was listening to something the other day. I don't know if it was JR, I don't know who it was, but it was somebody in management during that time, and they were they were talking about Vader being out of shape. So this is probably what that was all about, bro. It was probably all about, listen, here's the great thing about JR. If Vader's overweight and out of shape, JR is going to tell him. And JR is going to tell him, bro, you need to get your ass back in shape. And if you don't, it is going to affect your push. And I guarantee you, bro, that's what was going on here, that they weren't happy with Vader not being in shape, they were probably telling him he needed to get in shape and he wasn't. So this is their way, bro, of, you know, this is how we're going to send them a message. And remember, he called himself a fat piece of shit. Remember, he was yeah, doing because, like, what the And hell? you know why? Because the office was probably telling him that over and over and over and over and over again. Bro, I'll, I'll never forget this story, John, that I was at TNA's. I was at TNA and we had broke up the Dudleys and Bubba really started taking off. But if you remember at the time, Bubba was getting himself in sick shape, sick shape. D'Lo was doing nothing and looked out of shape. So finally D'Lo came up to me and he said, Vince, he goes, Devon, I don't understand. We broke up. Why are you guys pushing Bubba and you're not pushing me at all? And I told him that. I said, D-Lo, D- Devon, look at, look at what he's done. 
look look at the work he's put in. Look at look at how he looks. I said, honestly, bro, you're a little out of shape. Uh, and and bro, man, the man, he knew what I was saying was correct. Bro, in less than a month, D'Lo lost the weight, was in as good a shape as Bubba, and it was like, okay, like let, let's do some business now. So my point is, bro, either, either a talent is going to take heed or they're going to be too lazy and they're not. And if they're too lazy and they're not, Bro, they're going to get buried by the office. I mean, I guarantee you when 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 I'm going through this with Vince, Vince is filling me in on the background. Vince does not want to put Vader over, and this is why. And I'm not going to sit there and, and argue with Vince because that's a talent relations thing. That ain't a creative thing. If, if Vince McMahon doesn't want to put Vader over, we're not going to put Vader over, but there was he, there was always a reason for it. It's interesting, like, just to see kind of how he fell off. You know what I mean? In WWF, it's like slowly but surely kind of really fell off. I mean, WCW is kind of, the, you know, the man over there. And even after WWF, he goes to Japan. He's the man again. So it's crazy. WWF was just not not a good time for him. And like I said, bro, also look at what he's walking into and look how many guys on the roster are over him. Because they're so over. So he didn't just walk in as a top guy. Okay, bro, maybe I'm a little out of shape. Maybe I could shed 15 pounds. Bro, he's walking in there. He's competing with Kane and Austin and Taker and all these guys. And if you don't don't get up to par, you're going to get left in the dust. So the next match, the Disciples of Apocalypse, 8-Ball and Skull. AKA your boys, uh, the Harris boys, with Paul Ellering as their manager, defeated LOD 2000 Hawk and Animal in about nine minutes here. They do the old switcheroo, the old twin gimmick where they they, 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 they they did that a lot to LOD leading up to this match. Yeah. Now, now, now was Draws out there? No. But he's Just with them at this point, right? Uh yes, or he he was, or it's around this point he's did because they are LOD two thousand, but he's not out there for this. Was Sonny out there? No, pure interesting. Yeah. So Ellering is kind of able to cheat and distract the ref and able them to do the old switcheroo. LOD is also same thing with Vader. Almost seems like same they're not in good thing, favor bro. here. And, and bro, I'm telling you, this is this is uh hawk having substance problems you know not joe it wasn't joe this this was hawk so whether bro he's missing dates whether he's sluggish during a a house show match this is all stuff that's getting back to the office and bro vince is not going to reward these people is animal pissed at Hawk at this point? Oh, I'm sure he is, bro. I mean, I'm sure he is. And meanwhile, you had the Harris boys who didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, th- th- those guys were really straight-laced guys. Uh, you know, Vince liked them because they're two big, tough guys. So, you know, bro, every th- there's so much in wrestling, bro, like that that people don't understand where it's sending a message. We're sending them a message. We're sending them a message. We're going to see how they react to that message. What do you think here of like DOA? Are they getting some sort of push? Are they just mid card for life? I mean, what, I mean, because it always seems like it's almost like you said about some other matches, maybe even some filler. Was there ever any thought of doing anything more with these guys? God, bro, there really wasn't, and I, 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 I regret that. I would have, bro. I I just talked to Ron yesterday. I I I love these guys, bro, and I wish I would have had an opportunity to develop them more. With they they had separate personalities, you know what I'm saying, bro. And we could really get into that. But again, bro, it just came down to there were just so many guys over. Like it it, it was it was just it was just difficult um i could have done so much more with those guys bro and and i tried to do much, some much stuff with them later on uh at you know um what were they called at uh 
creative was, control WCW. creative control e- even at T- even at tna bro even at tna i i did try to do stuff with them later but i i i dropped the ball on that i i think i could have done so much more with those guys do you like that gimmick disciples of apocalypse the biker gimmick? not really i mean that 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 wasn't my gimmick they they had that when i took over i i wasn't crazy about that gimmick bro but i i could have done more with them lod 2000 was that your idea the name yeah yeah why just, why just because bro they were floundering they were th- this was not this like you said about vader this was not the old LOD, and a lot of it had to do with um, Hawk. And they were really, really starting to lose favor. So I would probably admit that this was a last-ditch attempt on my part to let's try to, you know, revive them. And, let, let's you know, Sonny was so hot. Everybody wanted – let's try to give them a new look and a new feel – but I really do believe, bro. At the end of the day, John, I'll I'll never for I'll never forget this as long as I live, bro. When it's a talent relation issue, I don't get involved. It's none of my business. So if Hawk is really having serious serious drug issues, I don't know. It's none of my business. They they don't share that with me. They don't share with me what the problem is. They'll just say, Vince will just say, well, we need to pull back on so-and-so. When I hear that, I know there's an issue. And I don't ask Vince what what it is because it's none of my business. So, bro, I go ahead and I'm booking on television. You know, Hawk's got drug problems. He's going to jump. He's going to jump off the top of the Titan Chevron and all this. But I am not realizing the seriousness of these problems then bro we are at the airport one day and joe is pushing hawk through the airport in a wheelchair bro hawk's got a blanket on him he's totally out of it and he's foaming at the mouth Oh, and and Joe's trying to get him through this airport like without anybody noticing. And bro, it wasn't until I saw that with my own eyes where I was like, holy shit. Like I had no idea that guy was in that kind of shape. But the the office knew, but but I didn't know. Man, that's just absolutely crazy. Oh, it was, but I'll never, bro. I'll never forget that. I, 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 I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Man, no wonder they're not getting any sort of push. Yeah, and and I mean, and bro, look at you know Joe's really trying to take care of him, bro. I mean, it's like as a shoot, he's trying to wheel him through this airport, hoping nobody's seeing. Right, and you, 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 your eyes were brought to this. And that's when, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, bro. This, this, this ain't no joke. Ooh. So then the next match up, Owen Hart versus Ken Shamrock in a dungeon match, which, of course, filmed on location. I love in that. The dungeon. I, I love that, bro. I love that. I Is that your idea? And are you uh, the producer on the segment? No, at, at no, the I am not there. I am not there producing the match, um, but it was my idea. But I, I love that, bro. I love that. What do you love about it? Just because it's like hard family tradition, the dungeon, hard family tradition. It's outside of the arena. The dungeon looks like a dungeon. Then you got the whole story of like Owen's got the home field advantage. You know, Shamrock's working in there for the first time. I I just really liked, and I thought they did a great job. And then another little twist: Dan Severin is the special guest referee, so there he's going to go. call yeah. right, going to call right down the middle there. Yeah, but. Severin by accident gets hit with Owen at one point, and then yeah. Severin gets distracted. Owen grabs one of the, the the dumbbells, hits Shamrock, then puts him in an armbar. Severin recovers, sees that Shamrock is knocked out. He thinks it's from the submission. Owen Hart gets the victory in five minutes. There you go. Yep. 
which will obviously continue, and they'll they'll have a Lions Den match the the next month. Yeah, which is which is just a continuation of the feud. Do you like Owen in, in this role? I know we talking about him not really working as a babyface. Do you like him here as the heel, being like the chicken shit? But hey, I'm tough enough to be in these matches with you. I can beat you in these yeah, matches. Yeah, definitely. Then he cheats. Definitely, one hundred percent. He he, bro. He was just oh, you know, it's funny, bro, because. I don't know what it was, but obviously, John, you've heard the stories. If there was one guy you wanted to be around more than anybody else, it was Owen Hart. Like, as a human being, bro, this guy was just so special. Always ribbing, always laughing, always pranking. But yet, when it came to wrestling, he had to be a heel. Like you couldn't, you couldn't pull out that good guy Owen on TV. You just couldn't. So it, it's just really weird, bro, because he's the greatest guy in person, but he's got to be, he's got to be a heel on TV. So as far as that feud, obviously Owen and Ken Shamrock, it'll continue. Interesting with Severin though, considering the past with Severin and Shamrock, did you guys think about doing a bigger feud because of the oh, UFC absolutely. feud or no? Absolutely. Oh, you did. How come we never? How come it never like turned out to be that? Well, way? bro, I think I think there were a couple of reasons. I think there were a couple of reasons. Um, from a creative side, bro, Dan Severn was not gonna be able to go toe to toe with Shamrock when it when it was promo time. Shamrock was good and he was intense and he was great on the mic and he was gonna eat Severn up. Also, bro going back to the office. I think they were having money problems with Shamrock. I think Shamrock wanted more than they wanted to pay him. And again, that's when I'm told I I always would get, I always would get Vince. We got to start thinking about phasing Shamrock out. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew, okay, bro, Vince is having some kind of a problem with this talent and Vince knows he isn't going to be around. Now, he doesn't want to cut him off immediately because he doesn't want to hurt the product, but that's when he would say, we need to start thinking about going forward without Ken. And that's when I would know, in Vince's mind, he's already made up his mind, so now we just got to figure out how to ease him out. And you're moving forward with somebody else. Absolutely, bro, yes. So the next match is a two out of three falls match for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. The Rock, who is the current champion, versus Triple H, who's out there with China. This match ends in a 1-1 tie. The Rock gets the first pin, then Triple H gets the second, and then it goes to a 30-minute time limit draw. So basically, The Rock versus Triple H just ends in a draw, 1-1. to And so nobody won that third fall at the 30-minute mark. Uh, China is cheating. The uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn are cheating. The Nation of Domination is cheating. I mean, there's so much going on in this match, but it is actually probably a match of the night. Actually, really good chemistry. That's what I was going to say, match. bro. Like I, I could tell, like not not remembering the match at all. You just laying that out to me, I could tell this was probably a great match. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bro, it's funny because you know the both of them are on the rise. And obviously, we don't want to hurt either one of them. Obviously, at this point, The Rock isn't The Rock. You know what I'm saying, bro? Isn't The Rock at a 10? But he's on his way up. Uh, Triple H is on his way up since Sean left the company. So, you know, the idea is, bro, yeah, man, we want to keep both of these guys strong. So, obviously... It, you will keep all of them strong, but continue the feud because yeah. they will be feuding in, in you know going forward, SummerSlam and, and beyond. So yeah. keep the feud going, but keep them both strong. And you want to keep the title on the rock. Yeah. Then we have Jacqueline versus Sable in a bikini contest. Interesting stuff here. Uh, the bikini contest between them is actually initially won, of course. Oh, Jerry is this Lawler. the handprints? Yes. So, of course, oh, Jerry Lawler God. is the master of ceremonies for, for this. And you know that he loves that. Sable wins, but then is disqualified because technically it's not a bikini top. It is, you know, they're they're handprints so Jacqueline ends up defeating sable here in the bikini contest by disqualification what a swerve bro the swerve john i gotta tell you this there is no doubt um first of all i was me and mark were very very tight 
very, very tight. But, bro, there is no question. I was smitten with Sable. And, bro, there were times where I had a hard time even looking her in the eye because I think she was one of the most beautiful women I had ever seen. And, bro, I'm not talking about body and... No, no. I'm talking about this. She was a beautiful woman. And I think, like, Mark knew... I was smitten with her because like, bro, when Mark, when Mark was, Mark got hurt and he was off the road and he basically said to me, bro, I need you to watch over Sable. Like he basically told me that. So with Mark, like kind of known, um, I, I think Sable's beautiful, bro. The day, you know, the day of Mero finds me and he, and he goes, <laughs> Vince, I want to bring you to uh, Sable's dressing room. I want you to see her bikini just to make sure it's okay for tonight. So, John, I'm expecting to see Sable in a thong. Okay, like, you know, no problem. So, bro, he brings me it brings me back in the room. She's wearing a robe. Think, 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 about, think about me in this spot. Okay, Vince, listen, Sable, show him your bikini. Let's make sure it's okay. Bro, she opens up that robe, and it's the handprint. And <laughs> Bro, I was, bro, remember the old Ralph Cramden, hum the, hum the, hum the, hum the, oh, hum, yeah. hum the, That <laughs> yeah, was me. Like, I, bro, I couldn't say anything. Like, I couldn't say anything. So the reality of that is, bro, we did not come up with that finish until we saw what Sable was going out there in. I thought Sable was going to be wearing a regular bikini. Right. But when but when she did this, this was the out to get, you know, Jacqueline over, put a little bit more heat on Mark Merrow. But I'll never forget, bro, Mark making her open that robe in, in front of him, in front of me for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So they came up with that on their own. At 1,000%. 1,000%. Yes. I think you weren't the only one. I think everybody loved, including Lawler, including, you know, me <laughs> and my friends. We all love Sable. Yeah. That was, uh, that was insane. That was insane. Jacqueline gets the win on a, you know, on a technicality. But bro, here. listen, yeah. let's, let, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, Jacqueline's body was not so bad either, bro. Right, Jack, yeah, she was in great Jacqueline shape, yeah. was built like a freaking brick shit house bro like she was a solid beautiful woman in her own right man yep for sure so now we have the main event of the evening stone cold steve austin and the undertaker defeating kane and mankind who had paul bearer in their corner for the wwf tag team championship the match goes 18 minutes pretty good match here it's just interesting that the whole dynamic of it. it's like wow the tag titles are on the line like that's interesting the main event guy Austin, the other main event guy, The Undertaker, who are going to be kind of, you know, feuding and heading towards the highway to hell. They're going to win the tag titles. Like a lot of uh, intrigue and a lot of um, uh, top heavy star power going on here. Yeah. John, that's what it was always about for me. And and I think that's a big, I, I think we're really missing that today. So when, when, when I'm booking a match like this, I know like the fan at home is saying, what are they going to do here? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't call what's going to happen here. Therefore you want to buy the pay-per-view. What, what, what we see today, bro, is we, we, we put two talents together and we know they're going to have a five-star match. That that's what we see today. Back then it's like, Holy shit, like, how are they going to get out of this? Is is Taker going to turn on, on Austin? Is, is, you know, Mankind, like, you, you don't know what we're going to do. And that's why you're buying the pay-per-view. I think that art is 100% lost. 
And it's great because Vince is kind of the one that says Undertaker is going to be teaming with Austin, but teasing that Undertaker is kind of on his side, that Austin exactly, can't really trust bro. him, yes. that, that there's no way you're going to coexist. And then exactly. Kane and Mankind are going to destroy you guys because you can't coexist. So there's no way they're going to win. So it's unpredictable for sure. So what what ha- what happens? <laughs> Undertaker, Tombstones, Kane, and, and, and Austin and, and Undertaker do get the victory. There wasn't as much uh, dissension amongst them, but you could tell – Obviously, there is tension between them because Undertaker wants the title and Vince is pumping it up like, you know, like not that it necessarily is a good thing, but almost pumping it up like Austin can't watch, you know, can't trust this guy. He's got to watch his back. Undertaker is going to end up getting him in in, in the long run. Yeah, I just watched the episode where like Taker cut that promo out of character. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was such a such a good freaking promo. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where we are in the story. But it's just cool because it's like, oh, you thought something was going to happen Undertaker in Austin. It doesn't. So it's like, okay, it's going to happen leading into the highway hell. Like, you know, it's, it's building towards something. You're like, something John, is going to happen. John, that's must-see TV. Right. That's must-see TV. Like, you're planting the seed that it's right. going to happen. When is it going to happen? Now, now you've got to watch every single episode. That's That's the part that's missing, bro. And like I said, that all goes back to writing a television show. And that, you know, that's that's what Ed brought to the table. And I think that's something that is severely missed, bro. It's interesting, too, with Kane and Mankind, because it's like, OK, Kane and Mankind aren't liking each other too much now either. Right. Plus, they're going to continue to team. But then Foley keeps kind of getting beat up or left behind or destroyed <laughs> or, or a two on one situation. He's kind of been um, getting a lot of sympathy. So it's almost like he's wants a sympathy, but he's such a you know, lost soul that he thinks Vince is his friend. Right. Even even after all this, even though Vince is mad at him and does this to him, and that's he still thinks Vince because Vince is using him because he's a pawn. But he thinks that Vince is his buddy. Like he's slowly thinking well, that Vince is really out for it to help him. See, John, that's what you're talking about, bro. Layers. You know, there's yeah. layers and layers and layers. I always used to say, bro, like when me and Ed wrote the show, we we, we were proud to say this was a thinking man's show. You had to think about the show and what's going to happen and where are we going? Exactly what you're saying. We wrote the show that way, bro. It was it was by design. And if you look at it, Triple H is, is headed towards the IC title. The Rock is the IC champ, but he's really headed for bigger pastures. I mean, he's really headed for the world title. Then he's going to you know kind of turn heel and he's going to be Vince's boy. He's going to be a part of the corporation and Vin- and. uh Foley was just a pawn the whole time. He basically tricked him right. and threw him off to the wayside, right. which which is a great arc for him because then he feuds with The Rock, who is the real golden boy, who he thought he was, but right. Vince tricked him into thinking that. So it's And then, obviously, Undertaker, Kane, the Brothers of Destruction are going to team up together, which is bad news for not only Vince, but really bad news for Austin, right. who's, who's the champ. Like So, okay, Austin beat Kane, then he beats Undertaker. He can't beat them both. I'll never forget one of my one of my most favorite favorite moments, and I you know I haven't come up to it yet, and I don't even really remember the build, but when Kane went out there, and you thought it was Kane, and oh, then yes. on the, bro yes. that that to me to me like I, bro Michael Cole had at Cody Rhodes, and uh. uh main event Jey Uso in the ring and Michael Cole actually said man when I saw you guys win the tag titles that gave me goosebumps and I'm like really (laughs) really Michael everything you've seen in the past 25 years that bro when when Kane took off the mask and it was Taker that gave me goosebumps bro Nice, nice. So, what do you think overall the pay per view? Did you did you like it? Uh, thumbs up. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, no, bro. I, li- I I liked it because this is a story in progress. It's a story in progress, bro. This isn't a one and done. The everybody is progressing here. The stories are progressing here, and to me, that's the most important thing because you're you're hooking more and more and more people as you go along for the ride. All right, let's hit the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at two man power trip Vince, What do you got? Yeah, everybody just go to Russo'sbrand.com um, and it will send you to everywhere you need to go. That's it. Everybody Russo'sbrand.com. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next time for the next podcast. Have a good one, folks. 
This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O dot com. Again, G-O-L-O dot com.